Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 81 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by Nadia Jokinen. I say it as a question. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Nadia. Thank you. Thank you. Today we will be discussing Chapter 11 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire aboard the Hogwarts Express. So make sure you've read the chapter and you're ready to butterfly stroke in the details. You you should have made a joke about a train. You could have been like, you know, done like a train ride. (laughs) <laughs> Magical go do. over water on viaducts. <laughs> I don't know. So make sure you ride the Hogwarts Express <laughs> over the river and through the woods of details. I like it. And <laughs> before we begin, Megan has not one friends, but two weekly profits. Yes, I do. So first up, I don't know if it was last week's episode, it may have been, but we speculated about what exactly the Warner Brothers studio tour was hinting at with all of these clues they were posting all over social media. We've already posted this on our page, but for people who aren't active on our social media and maybe don't know this, Gringotts is coming to the studio tour in London. So, gulp and galleons, I'm stoked! Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, When Katie and I were over there, we did, like, apparently, I mean, they were doing construction, but I didn't think anything of the walls that were up. I just kind of assumed that's what the entrance looked like. My naivety. You rookie. Yeah, I was just kind of like, oh, this is cool, because they decorated the walls. It was kind of Disney-esque, you know? They made them blend into the surroundings, so it looked like it was normal. Plus, you're at, like, it's supposed to be, like, a working studio, so it looked like... It was a working a studio. studio. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently behind those walls that we, you know, took pictures of and walked in front of, they were building, um, they were building Gringotts. So they're recreating the set from Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, um, Harry's first trip to Diagon Alley. And also they're recreating the Lestrange vault, I believe. Oh, Don't that's touch cool. anything. Um, it's all chocolate coins. <laughs> actually, I think that I lied. I don't think they're doing the Lestrange Vault. I'm sorry. They're, you're going to be able to even say that. <laughs> because 
because it says that I, I, uh, I don't know. Okay, so visitors to the Warner Brothers studio in Leavesden will be able to walk through the grand marbled foyer of the Wizarding Bank lined with towering pillars. The hall is decorated with chandeliers and will feature goblins working away at their desks. Basically, this is going to be like Gringotts at Universal. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess that's kind of like, I guess I'm not really missing a whole heck of a lot because I have seen it in pretty cool detail in Orlando. But it says in the main hall, visitors can learn about the costumes, prosthetics, dentures and masks used to bring goblin characters to life. Oh, wait, I was correct. Guests will then go to the depths of the Lestrange vault and see the witch's many treasures. Okay. You're not a liar. I wasn't a liar. Meg, you're a nut. Thanks. No, did you get it? So it is opening on April sixth. It. It's opening on April sixth. K- so K M U T. That's just day before is the best day ever. What? What? So that's just days before. The oh, I thought you said it's a day before, and I was like, I'm what's Dave. April seventh? <laughs> still. Four days before the best day ever. <laughs> um, it's also going to be opening along with a new lobby and cafe serving Potter-inspired dishes. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, what? oh, uh, number two, yes, is, and this is super exciting because I've been trying to keep you guys up to date <laughs> on the building of the new roller coaster happening at Islands of Adventure, and there's been leaked artwork that looks real legit, makes a lot oh. of sense, and it totally fits. Ugh. It looks it great. Looks cool. it, it looks, looks great. Really cool. So there's rumors now that this is going to be a Hagrid's magical creatures ride. So you're going to go through the forest and meet all kinds of different creatures. And I'm guessing maybe Hagrid is going to guide you possibly. So he'll be, yeah, he'll be like the guiding force through the attraction, kind of like how Bill Weasley is the guiding force through the Gringotts ride. Um, And I don't think for, well, Forbidden Journey, it's just the trio. They're kind of taking you through the castle. Um, so it's going to be it's like called, that, but Hagrid's um, going to be our main man. Puke City? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. No, I don't think that this one, oh, you mean the castle. I think that this one will be better for you, though, because I've seen a lot of um, what people think this coaster is based off of, and it's, like, literally, like, for kids. So it'll be Can okay. It- Okay, good. Just as long as I'm not spinning around. I think, uh, no, I don't think you're going to spin. (laughs) And people are like, use the patch behind your ear. Take Dramamine. No, it doesn't work. The patch does literally nothing. It wasn't listeners telling me this. It was other people. (laughs) But the Dramamine puts me to sleep. I can't do it. Um, So next time we're at Universal, I'm going to ask for the tour. That's a good idea. Yes, yes. And then leave you guys and yeah. go eat my weight and candy. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. There's also <laughs> some rumored names going around. Um, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, because like I said, those carts oh, yeah, that yeah. we've seen pictures of, it looks like you're going to be riding Hagrid's Motorbike. Um, but it could also possibly be simple, simplified to just Hagrid's Magical Creatures, possibly. But who knows? I mean, we have no idea. Like, this gets me so excited. I know. I want this to be like, you know, people at- are like, I need there to be a show on TV where Hagrid is like Steve Irwin. That's what yeah. I want this ride to be. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Look at the track. Like, look what it could potentially, like, go over. Like, the water and the yeah. lake. Is the squid going to come out? I, I hope so. 
I want to see like centaurs. I want to see everything that we've read about in the series. Like I, I want to see stuff coming out of the forest. I want to see unicorns. <sighs> I want to see thestrals. Oh my God, Grop. Grop, yes. Oh, Grop, yeah. Let's hope he looks yeah, better in the Yeah, there's also, like, in this little, um, in this artwork, if you, like, zoom into little sections, there's, you can kind of see, like, where there's going to be animals just kind of sprinkled throughout. Uh, it's not very clear, obviously. This is kind of, it looks a little bit like a watercolor type painting of it, just like a, but there's, like, little markings of animals possibly around. And then um, the queue is that big building. So who knows what'll be in there? That could be cool. Do you so. think Newt will make an appearance? I don't think so. I think that they're going to try really hard to keep, keep those separate. franchises separate. I agree with you. So here's my question, though. Do you guys think that um, this is the Wizarding World, Fantastic Beasts is a part of the Wizarding World, do you think that we'd ever expand Universal to have a Fantastic yeah. Beasts section? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that yeah. be cool? Because it'd be like walking back in time. So if... I, I don't, don't know what it would be... Con- I don't know. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people don't, a lot of people aren't nerds like me with theme parks and understand the layout of Universal Studios. So Universal Studios is actually divided into cities. Um, So when you walk into Universal, uh, you're in New York. And then that's why you could, for a very short period of time, it's no longer there, but you could find the poster for the blind pig in New York in the little section with the housing and stuff that there was a poster there for a while where you could go and see it, which is where Tina and Queenie and Newt and Jacob go. And that's where he like gets giggle water and everything. Yeah. Um, So you could find that poster there. And then they also have San Diego or San Francisco and then London, which is where Diagon Alley is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like potentially there's, there's room over by New York to expand, to do something with that Fantastic Beasts movie. Um, maybe Makuza? like, yeah, like maybe they could build Makuza because like the Woolworth building would fit in perfectly there. Cause it would look just like, you know, part of the yeah. skyline of New York. Um, yeah. so, and then, yeah, you could like maybe go in there for a ride. Go in a new case. That would be sick. I would be so down for that. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, that would be another. um, That would be another screen ride, though. Universal loves those, so maybe they'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag tiny bit of shade. You guys need to expand (laughs) from uh, screen rides. I but I will say that this roller coaster looks super promising. Like this is definitely not going to be screen screen oriented. It looks like it's going to be a lot of animatronics and a lot of like real things that we're going to see. So that's really great because oh my god, they desperately need to move away from screens. What if they repurposed Jaws and put it in the lake? Oh my god, (laughs) that'd be awesome. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they put an Easter egg there. That there would be is so awesome. I, I don't know if um, ride, like before they took it away, so I was super happy. Yeah, it's a it was a cool <sighs> ride, but I there is it. um there is an ode to Jaws. There's two odes to Jaws in Diagon Alley. Next time we go, I'll have to show them to you. But Please. they are there. December. If anybody knows what they are, comment and tell us what it is, and I'll tell you if you're right. <laughs> okay, is that all for the uh, weekly profit? Yeah, that's it. I'm looking at you. Are you looking at me? <laughs> no, I did oh not slow that down in editing. That was real time. <laughs> All <Come> right. On, um. <laughs>
last time. Meg, I'm trying to read. Oh, I'm covering sorry. my notes. <laughs> I always forget that you. <laughs> that you Thanks. Didn't need that. <laughs> so the scary party is over. All right. <laughs> Everyone heads back home. Rita Skeeter is causing all sorts of havoc at the ministry, so Mr. Weasley and Percy have to go work extra long shifts. But the kids are ready to go back to school, and uh, will we ever find out if Ron goes Starkers to the ball? I don't know. <laughs> find out next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I wish that he would. <clears throat> what? Are you mad I didn't laugh at you? No, I'm mad that you keep pulling the headphones out of my ears. Oh, sorry. My computer is I'm very like, hot. Why are you punching me? <laughs> are we ready to listen to me talk now? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. all ears, baby. Okay. So it's Hogwarts Express Day. <laughs> it starts as a mad eye morning, and Arthur leaves to help, and Molly gets a couple of relaxy taxis to take them <laughs> to the platform. We know the older Weasleys know something, and then we find out that Malfoy also knows something that Harry and friends don't. So Ron gets smashingly mad, and the thunder rolls when they get off the train and say hello to an old friend. There's so many great things in there. <laughs> You're welcome. That was jam packed. People won't get unless people know they won't get the relaxy taxi part. It's a relaxy cab, <laughs> like taxi cab. <laughs> well, that is better. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I guarantee people get that. They have to. All right. So there is a definite end of holiday gloom in the air when Harry woke up the next morning. There was heavy rain splattering against windows as he um, got dressed. And I said, I feel this on a very personal level because of being a teacher and having the summer off. And then August rolls around. Literally at the end of July, you just start to feel things. You're like, oh, this is about to end. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, before you go on, just a random thing I forgot to mention in the last episode. Because they're talking about how, like... They're leaving on, like, a Sunday or something. Do you know? Isn't that what they said? Hold on. Because September 1st, 1994 was actually a Thursday. So, basically, oh. what I'm saying is they aren't leaving on the day that, like, that she said yes. they were. Uh, Joe, what are you just doing? Just a random, random fun fact. They left on a Thursday. Those calendars. Mm-mm-mm. Tricky she's, business. She's, like, is. writing it, and she's like, nobody's going to look this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going to Sarah O'Malley this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it was Sunday evening before they returned to Hogwarts, so I don't know. Maybe they did go back on a Thursday, but go on. Okay. Um, I said Joe does a nice job of reminding us of certain things throughout the early chapters of the books, like how they um, will get, re- get rest, goodness, get dressed in their Hogwarts robes on the train, um, because Harry, he puts on a sweatshirt, because he's got to go muggle. He doesn't want Kinda a like- nightdress? I don't think so. I don't think so. This is not the Quidditch World Cup where you wear a tweed jacket and thigh-high galoshes. My bad. I got confused with my muggle wear. <laughs> Maybe I should dress as that for Halloween next year. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> with thigh-high galoshes. <laughs> Alright, so as Harry heads downstairs, he hears Mrs. Weasley yelling up the stairs for Arthur because there's an urgent message from the ministry. I have a feeling that this kind of thing happens all the time. The yelling up and down the stairs at the burrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Mrs. Weasley is rummaging around through the drawers trying to find a quill 
for Mr. Weasley to take notes. And I said, why not use Accio? Yeah, come on, Molly. We got- I feel like this would be a really great way for her to like pull that in there. Because it's so port- important, you know, later on. Yeah. Um, when Harry gets into the kitchen, Mr. Weasley is bending over the fire and he was talking to Amos Diggory. But it was super weird because this is a new wizarding thing. His head was sitting in the middle of the flames in the fire like a large bearded egg. And I said, foreshadowing? An egg? Oh. oh. Yeah, you like that? I like it. Oh. I was going to say that that's foreshadowing possibly to the fact that that's how he's going to be able to talk to Sirius as well. Sirius and Egg. It's like a double whammy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Amos is talking really fast and um, he's clearly not disturbed about the flames that are surrounding him. And I wanted to read what he says. So he says, Muggle neighbors heard bangs and shouting, so they went and called those, what do you call them? Pleasemen. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get over here. It's a real stroke of luck I heard about it, said Mr. Diggory's head. Not Mr. Diggory, just his head. (laughs) I had to come into the office early to send a couple of owls, and I found the improper use of magic law all setting off. If Rita Skeeter gets a hold of this one, Arthur, and then... um, Mr. Weasley says, what does Mad-Eye say happened? Because we find out, uh-oh, Mad-Eye's got some stuff going down. Ooh. He says, he heard an intruder in his yard and says he was creeping towards the house. But he was ambushed by his dustbins. <laughs> Moody. Yeah. I know. Makes me giggle. <clears throat> so it says, also, what did the dustbins do, Mr. Weasley <laughs> Asked Mr. Weasley, scribbling frantically. Made one hell of a noise and fired rubbish everywhere, as far as I can tell, said Mr. Diggory. Apparently, one of them was still rocketing around when the please man turned up. I just like picturing the trash can, like, pew, banana peel, <laughs> pew, McDonald's. It's like Mario Kart out man. People are sliding on banana peels. Yo, oh turtle gosh. shells. Are there turtle shells uh, in there, too? <laughs> turtle shells? Yeah, you're talking about Mario Kart. I wasn't. I Tiffany was. did. Oh, sorry. I didn't listening? hear that. I am. I did Hello, not hear. Hello, Katie. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, Tiffany. This is Squish and Flick and hey. All Potter. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> I like that. Um, I'm trying to find where I found this because I wrote it in my notes, but I'm not seeing it in here. Oh, never mind. I got it. So it says, um, Mr. Weasley says, Mad Eye didn't use his wand. He didn't actually attack anyone. So I'm like, I find that interesting that Joe points out that he didn't use his wand. Mm-hmm. Anybody else find that strange? I just maybe think that he it, wasn't him at that point. That's yeah, mm. that's what I'm thinking. I was thinking that like maybe that's just showing like how powerful whoever that wizard is potentially is. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. It says. Uh, I'll bet he leapt out of bed and started jinxing everything he could reach through the window. But they'll have a job proving it. There aren't any casualties. Ooh. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting to point out. But, I said, so does that mean that Mad-Eye could use wandless magic? Probably. We already kind of talked about it. I think so, but I don't, I think at this point he's not Mad-Eye anymore. And I'm wondering, do you think they use 
Priori and Cantatum to figure out if he used his wand, or do you think that, like, is that why they oh. asked that? And they, it was um, uh, Barty Crouch Jr. using his wand instead, so it wouldn't have been Mad Eye's wand. But Barty Crouch Jr. Or, doesn't have a wand, does he? Because he, has, he had to take Harry's. Oh, that's right. But he could have gotten another one. True. Well, why wouldn't he have been using Mad Eye's if he was pretending to be Mad Eye? But he wasn't at this point. This is when he was getting him, right? I mean, I'm assuming he's now, like, I think he did all of that. He is now mad at I agree. Yes. I agree. To cover up the commotion. Yeah. Because obviously, mad well, I won't was... go down without a fight. Well, yeah, but that's what I thought the commotion was. I thought that was, like, everything went crazy because they were, like, fighting or whatever. He was fighting and... against it. Yeah, maybe he was like sending everything he could like at Barty Crouch, and it just happened to be garbage cans. I feel like it's you know a blurred I mean? line a little bit. Like we don't really know. Like I it, like that whole encounter was Barty Crouch Jr. coming in and taking over taking him. over. But like when exactly that happened and the commotion happened, I think is just kind of like blurry. So it was either like that was like part of their fight and struggle. Or it was... Why would he do that otherwise, though? To make... You mean, why would Barty Crouch do that? Yeah, why would he use... Why would he, like, do that if it wasn't... like? I think... I think that maybe some of it in the beginning, possibly, was because he was taking over. So then he just, like, amplified it to make it seem like Moody was just, you know, his crazy self. And he... Um, just kind of overdo it and, like, get the attention off the fact that, like, maybe something happened. I don't know. Does that maybe. make sense? Yeah. I still I don't, don't know. I, I don't know. <clears throat> I wish I knew. Okay. Dear Joe. Yeah, really. So, I wanted to talk about the improper use of Magic Office just a little bit. They, on the lexicon, actually, like, head this whole section with the quote from Eight Miss Diggory from this book. Um, but if the improper use of Magic Office get their hands on it, Mad Eye, he's had it. So that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, this is perfect. So it's a division of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement at the Ministry of Magic. Um, they deal with incidences of magic being used improperly, go figure, particularly in cases where muggles are involved. And we know that the offices are located on level two of the ministry headquarters because of, um, I believe, Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 7. And the office registers wizards, yes, ding, who can turn themselves into animagi. Or animagi, whichever you prefer. Um, it says, Orabella Nutley was the inventor of the mending charm, was a clerk in the office during the 18th century. Dolores Umbridge started as an intern in the office and became its head during her rise through the department. Uh, the office sent Harry Potter warning letters when he was using underage magic. That was in Chamber of Secrets and in Order of the Phoenix. And the letters are signed by Mafelda Hopkirk. And she is an assistant. We find, And later Hermione uses Polyjuice Potion to transform herself into Mafelda to get into the ministry. So this is like a super popular office throughout the series. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was the subject of an inquiry when the employee Rufus Fudge caused a muggle underground train to disappear in London. Ooh. 
I want to see what that's from. Amos Diggory lets Arthur know about the squad that is on their way to Mad-Eyes. Mrs. Weasley worries that her sons, Fred and George, will run afoul in this office if they keep getting into trouble. <laughs> so <laughs> it has a lot of mentions. This um, is interesting. So it's the the one with the muggled tube train is from something called Inquiry at the Improper Use of Magic Office. What is this from? Do you guys click the is link? It, and Is click- it like a Pottermore article? I don't know. It says February 8th, 1999, The Daily Prophet. The disappearance of a muggle tube train led to the suspension of a Ministry of Magic employee. Oh, didn't Joe used to... Sh- used to share a daily profit clipping every now and then on our old website this must have been that it says the unnamed daily profit reporter revealed that the offender was the minister's nephew rufus fudge who did it for a bet the muggles did not notice that the train had gone missing yeah it says jk rowling released this on february 8th 1999 pretty sure she used to yeah just like that's how she that one episode release, yeah that one episode i mentioned like some goblin um, rebellion or yeah something. and it was like a featured yeah. thing yeah. on her website yeah okay like get she back used to, to do that a, yeah, i know that was awesome that kind of stuff is cool mm-hmm. and canon yep Accurate. all right so to round out my section this week it says now that arthur had all the information he needed it was time to go sort out the mess with mad eye before skeeter could get the story and so mad eye could start his new job i wonder where that is Donna. <laughs> um all right so after um arthur leaves they start to have a conversation at the breakfast table and this is with like Bill and Charlie, mostly. Bill, Charlie, uh, Percy, Mrs. Weasley. And they're talking about Mad-Eye. And I think it's Mrs. Weasley says that Arthur, um, not is fond of him. What's the right word? Oh, your father thinks very highly of Mad-Eye Moody, says Mrs. Weasley. um, Because George calls him a nutter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, And I just wanted to, I wanted to read the little... Uh, okay, well, I'm going to read a little bit for it, too, because it's funny. So it says, Your father thinks very highly of Mad-Eye Moody, said Mrs. Weasley sternly. Yeah, well, Dad collects plugs, doesn't he? Said Fred <laughs> quietly as Mrs. Weasley left the room. Birds of a feather. Moody was a great wizard in his time, said Bill. He's an old friend of Dumbledore's, isn't he? Said Charlie. Dumbledore's not what you'd call normal, though, is he? Said Fred. I mean, I know he's a genius and everything. Who is Mad-Eye? Asked Harry. He's retired, used to work at the ministry, said Charlie. I met him once when Dad took me in to work with him. He was an Auror, one of the best, a dark wizard catcher, he added, seeing Harry's blank look. So this is the beginnings of Harry wanting to be an Auror, potentially. Or at least discovering what it is. Um, Half the cells in Azkaban are full because of him. He made himself loads of enemies, though, the families of people he caught mainly, and I heard he's been getting really paranoid in his old age, doesn't trust anyone anymore, sees dark wizards everywhere. So that is our first little intro to Alistair Moody. Um, And I figured we've never done a fact file on him yet, since this is the very beginnings. So, uh, Pottermore does have a fact file on him. It's pretty short, but it says, 
Uh, both of his parents were Aurors, so that's pretty cool because clearly it's like, you know, runs in the family. Yeah. Um, he is a highly accomplished Auror and an outstanding duelist, also skilled in nonverbal magic. So, um, and he did... Well, well there you go. Nonverbal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did die on the 27th of July, 1997. Pour one out for movie. Yes. Uh, so also the lexicon has not a whole lot more, but a little bit more. So, um, his, I like the descriptions of his features. What? The wand description. I'm sure you'll get to it. Oh. (laughs) Um, so he has grizzled dark gray hair. I just love how, Mm. like... It's just very, yeah, it's particular how he's described. Um, His eyes, one normal, one magical, vivid blue, moves independently, can see invisible things and through solid objects, including the back of his head. Weird. Some (laughs) distinguishing features. He's missing a leg. A what? A leg. Leg. A leg. A leg. <laughs> Scarred. <I like> leg. <laughs> Scarred from many battles with dark wizards. Has a magical eye, like I said, and a large chunk is missing from his nose. From a battle with the Death Eater, Rosie. Yeah. We know yeah. that name, even from yeah. Fantastic Beasts now. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. They found um, that out in the Pen correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, his wand is not stored in his back pocket, is what it says. <laughs> just fire off a buttock. <laughs> Maybe that's really how he lost a chunk of his nose. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so, Alistair Moody is considered one of the best dark wizard catchers the Ministry has ever had. He came on staff for a year at Hogwarts, but spent it at the bottom of a magical trunk, unbeknownst to anyone but the imposter who put him there. Moody is a member of the Order of the Phoenix. His favorite expression was constant vigilance. He's noted (laughs) for his paranoia, particularly in regard to food and drink, uh, which is why he only drinks from his own flask, which Mm. is why Crouch Mm. was able to get away with drinking Polyjuice Potion for a whole year. It didn't seem suspicious. You're, like, ruining this book for everyone. I'm sorry, guys. You should (laughs) have read it by now. (laughs) Um... He's also very fond, as we know, of wand safety, and (laughs) (laughs) this last may be related to his own missing leg, but that is mere speculation. Maybe that's why he doesn't keep his wand in his back pocket. Maybe. He lost what if his he life. had it? What? Ooh! What if he had it? You know, Katie, how you had like your wand holster? Yeah. What if he had one that would like attached to his leg and it blew his leg off? Possibly. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah, that's sad. Just Ouch. saying. Uh, he takes command of any operation he's associated with. He's brusque and efficient and anticipates the moves of the Death Eaters. Um, he also organized the rescue of Harry Potter from Privet Drive for the last time at the end of July in 1997, but was killed in the ensuing battle thanks to good-for-nothing Mundungus Fletcher. Um, and his body <laughs> was never required. However, Harry Recovered. Potter... Well, <laughs> he didn't require, he didn't require a body. <laughs> Body <laughs> His body was never recovered. <laughs> However, Harry did discover his magical eye affixed to none other than Dolores Umbridge's office door at the ministry and took it. And he buried the eye under a tree in a nameless forest in Deathly Hallows. So the Death Eaters found him. For sure. Mm-hmm. His body, right? Yeah. And I'm just thinking of how Voldemort treated Harry's botter- botter. 
geez, body when he thought he was dead. Mm-hmm. You know, he threw it around with, uh, Cruci- like, Cruciatus Curse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes me really sad and angry to wonder, you know, what exactly they did with his body. Because it couldn't have been nice. Nothing could have. I bet, I, like, yeah. they got, the, they probably took his eye and then, you know, Lord knows what. Nagini. Yeah. Well, Ooh, probably. probably. I'm guessing probably. it's Nagini. He was another victim to her. Because mm. that seemed to be Voldemort's go-to to get rid of evidence. I mean, I mean it's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. That are pigs. Pigs will eat anything. Yeah. Sarah! <laughs> I'm just being they, honest. They literally do. <laughs> Pigwidgeon wouldn't eat Mad-Eye. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I thought that this was very brave of Mrs. Weasley, what I'm about to tell you all next. She had to mm. walk to the village just to use a telephone to call taxis. A felly tone? A felly tone. Yeah. I thought that was very brave. Especially they coming from somebody. Phones. For real. Why don't <laughs> they have a phone? They can have a phone. Just don't use magic when you need to use it. Know what I'm saying? They do have a phone because Ron called. I don't think that. I, I think that. No, I think um, that Arthur, like, had one in his shed or something and like hooked it up. Maybe I know. Didn't but he? Why? I don't know. I'm making that up. It sounded good. You're completely making that up. Yeah, but it sounded like <laughs> it could be legit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, the drivers came and were visibly annoyed at the huge heavy trunks and loud owls because clearly they are not used to transporting screechy owls or a cat that literally wanted to scratch everyone to death because one of Fred and George's filibuster fireworks went off while they were loading the car. So that was fun. Yes. Do you think they have to modify, like, taxi drivers' memories, like, at this time every (laughs) single year because of these... Probably. wild things that i'm sure like happen like i'm Maybe. sure there's been worse to happen yeah. than a firework going off in a car yeah yeah maybe i mean yeah. um I, I had my sims light a firework off inside the house and it didn't end well did your house burn down <laughs> oh my gosh no but my person is no longer with us oh my so. god sarah you used to play sims all the time didn't you yeah but I I never put off fireworks, but yeah, I had I had Sims die in other ways. Yeah, okay, take the no, ladder I, out of the pool. That's the word. No, the one time I invited this old man to live with my family, and then I didn't like that he was around all the time, so I built a room around him, and he starved to death. And then his ghost haunted the house. Is that Things, real? Yeah, Things that only happened in the Sims. Tiffany, didn't you play? I played like. Back in the day when the cheat code was like Rosebud. Oh that's my what god! I played. Yes. Yeah, and you could just like yell at You could still. Yeah. There's still. Cho- wow, still cheat codes for all that stuff, but it's not Rosebud anymore. I don't think. Man. But yeah, I love. Mm. I mean, I literally just found my Sims for my old computer, and I was like, "No, you can't play, Sarah. Don't play." Because <laughs> <laughs> it takes I up love hours. You invited I love the, the old magic guy, one. and then got like annoyed <laughs> with. <laughs> I love like, the magic no. one. Did you, you guys have the magic one? Do you want to hear something super embarrassing that I once made a um, family from Harry Potter? <laughs> I think I did too. Um, yes, I did have yeah. the magic, but I liked the pets. They I were not redheads. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's amazing. All right. 
So, they get to play for nine and three quarters, and I thought that, so, like, I feel like every time we think about anybody going onto the platform, we always just picture, like, Harry's first time where they, like, ran at the wall. So I thought that it was cool that they did it a little bit different this time. I was going to read it. So it says, Harry was used to getting onto platform nine and three quarters by now. It was a simple matter of walking straight through the apparently solid barrier dividing platforms nine and ten. The only tricky part was doing this in an unobtrusive way so as to avoid attracting muggle attention. They did it in groups today, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, the most conspicuous since they were accompanied by Pigwidgeon and Crookshanks, went first. They leaned casually against the barrier, chatting unconcernedly, and slid sideways through it. Uh, and as they did so, platform nine and three quarters materialized in front of them. So I just thought that was cool. <clears throat> that yes. reminds me of um, Tina in... Uh, yeah. from yeah. the Grindelwald, how she like gets yeah. into the magical region. street in France. Yeah. Is that a is that a statue or is it is it a yeah. wall? It's a statue. It's a statue. It's a statue. Well, it's actually like a magical dimension. That's... Whoa, hold on. Yeah. When's when's that coming out? Isn't it coming out digitally like super soon? Is yeah, that tomorrow? I think... Is it tomorrow? I don't think. Is it tomorrow? Is it the sixteenth or? I don't know. I don't know, but take... I need to buy it. Take to the internet. <laughs> I need to evaluate hey, that until it's in smithereens. I know. I want to watch it so many times. Um, so, Charlie and Bill had come along to say goodbye to them, and Charlie said that he would be seeing them sooner than they thought. Uh, did anybody, when they were reading this, like, make any connection at all? Like, ooh, Charlie's going to be there? Dragons? No? Was that a long I was stretch? Thinking, ooh, the hot guy's coming back. Oh my gosh. Ed Sheeran's putting on a show. Oh, my God. Yeah, I found it. It's coming out the fifteenth. Oh, I just typed it in. So what is Friday. the date? Okay, I Friday. Oh, mine showed like November sixteenth, two thousand eighteen. No, when does it come out on DVD? Well, did you so, write um, DVD? No. Well, <laughs> so the digital comes out this Friday, the fifteenth. So when you're Blue listening to this, Ray it'll be out. Comes out on March twelfth. Sweet. Why do they do that? By the way. I read, though, that the digital copy is the only copy in the U.S. that's coming with the extended edition. Well, I'll have both of them. I know. That's so dumb, though. They do that so that you have to buy both. Of course. I mean, you don't them. have to do anything. Well, we as a podcaster, to. we have to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't own the first Fantastic Beasts. That I don't even know if I own all the movies anymore. Blasphemy. Eh. You loaned them, and someone took them. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen them again. Which, honestly, it's fine. I don't watch them terribly often. I don't do that with any of my Harry Potter stuff anymore. Nobody is allowed to touch it. <laughs> I'm gonna touch it. No, you're not. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, alrighty then. Um, so... Love the office. <laughs> nobody made the connection to dragons. I didn't. I just wondered if you guys did. Nope. Um, and then Bill also says that he wishes he was back at Hogwarts this year. You're going to have an interesting year. I might even get time off to come and watch a bit of it. Movie night! <laughs> <laughs> and then Mrs. Weasley tells them that they'll want to stay at Hogwarts for Christmas. What's going on? Why won't anybody tell these poor children what the heck is going on? Honestly, like, why didn't they just tell them? It would ruin the surprise. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, no, I would have told them. Gosh, you're such a surprise. I feel, I feel like my parents would have just told me. Yeah. My mom would literally be like, I know something you don't. Yes. <laughs> my mom would have started that way, but then I would have annoyed her so much she would have told me. God, Meg, you would have been insufferable. Tell me what it is. <laughs> Tell me what it is. <laughs> or, no, you know what would have happened? 
my mom and dad probably wouldn't have read like a letter would have come home and they wouldn't have read it so they're like <laughs> oh yeah you know, uh-huh. you know found out together that's funny um, and then she also suggests that they'll probably find out this evening and that she's glad they changed the rules. Whoa. Fred and George are very intrigued and very annoyed that they will not tell them. <laughs> so here's my question. Well, I guess we can get to it later on. Because, like, if they change the rules, why is Malfoy, like, you're going to enter? You know what I mean? He likes because, he's a, because he's an idiot. And he's That's probably going to try and come up with some way to enter. Mm-hmm. Cause he just likes to rile up Harry. Cause he's just a bleep. You guys, someone I know we're not to it yet, but I have to look this up on the Twitter because someone posted something that like had me in my feels about Fred and George. So carry oh on, God. and yeah. I'll tell you what it is because it was too freaking soon. Oh, I found it already. Okay. Oh, this is our friends at Hogwarts Radio. They tweeted a picture of Fred and George with their white hair and beards and said, at least they got to grow old together once. Oh, my God. Stop That's it. That's not okay. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Terrence, what are you doing? <laughs> no. I was like, it is life. That's awful. It's because Fred's dead. That's why. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> Sad tweet. Drop dead Fred. That's little. a movie. That's a movie. Hey, it's I've a movie. movie. <laughs> I've seen the movie. Wait, what'd you say, King? I missed it. Drop dead Fred. I was just talking about a movie. Still. Why guys are all riled up? Okay, Sarah. Sarah's rubbing off on it's... you with this bad behavior. <laughs> isn't isn't Drop Dead Fred? Doesn't he have red hair? Yeah, he does. <laughs> we haven't mentioned Cedric in a while, so now it's Fred's turn, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh. In Fred's defense, I like him better than Cedric. Same. Oh my god! What's happening? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, okay. like, whenever someone's like, who would you bring back? A thousand percent, I would bring back Fred. I would right? never yeah. bring back Cedric. Like, Sorry. <gasps> Ooh, I didn't say that. I meant out of, like, all those options. Like, I would never pick Cedric from that op- from all those options. She'll bring back all these people, well, okay, but guys, not Cedric. No, listen. Look at what happened when Cedric lived. Read Cursed Child. No bueno. You don't want Cedric alive. He becomes oh. a Death Eater. <laughs> he oh, does. Throw that at me. It's true. I don't remember hardly anything, and I'm not going to read it again before we see it next well, week. So, Hufflepuff oh. gone Death Eater. Cedric Diggory. <laughs> it's really an anagram for Katie. She's really Cedric and a Death Eater. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> well, all right. All right. I'll try. I make no promises. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know why I sound insane when she's like, all right, everything that goes up. When she it's says. E- it's e- it's yeah, e- I'm not Florence. It's either that or you're like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I think, it, de- I think right. it depends on like how Florence is feeling, you know? So she's excited if it goes up. <laughs> Isn't everyone? Yes. Uh, I hate myself. All right. <laughs> Are you ready? You I'm can't ready. laugh. Okay. You can't laugh at me because you know what? I'm not a clown. I'm not some monkey in a cage. You don't laugh at me. All right. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> and now you got me saying, like, you know, every time you begin, you were like, you always say, All right. So, and now I have that in my head that I say that every time I start a thing. 
be yourself. You do you. <clears throat> I don't know if Florence can do it. Or rather, Florence do Florence. All right. <laughs> flow do flow. Flow do flow. <laughs> <clears throat> Attention, dear swishers. Adventure is out there. Why settle for ordinary chain store coffee when you can have an adventure in every cup with Expedition Roasters? Artisanal roasters of pop culture coffees. Now you can experience a little theme park magic every day at your home. <laughs> Each themed bag features custom artwork by guest artists that make it perfect for displaying in your kitchen or office or wherever your little heart desires. <laughs> Try one of our premium wizarding roasts like Blue Book Spot Blueberry, Charming Chocolate Cherry, Cunning Caramel Crunch, a Big Hearted Butterscotch. All our coffees are certified gluten and allergen free. So start your coffee adventure today at expeditionroasters.com and use coupon code SWISHFLICK15 to save 15% off your first purchase. Brew your happy place. And if you buy some coffee, tag us so we can see your lovely pictures. Yes. <laughs> well done. Well yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I can't follow that. Okay. I know, right? That's Meg. correct. Because Florence is the best. You need to you need to birth your own character somewhere oh, in your brain. No, it's <laughs> I agree. No. You can't. Not no. when Florence is in the house. No one can. You could be Harriet. <laughs> no. Yeah, come on, Harriet. <laughs> he doesn't like books, so let them read them to it because she's too lazy. <laughs> Maybe Harriet should do the audible one. <laughs> no, I feel kind of bad. Like I don't want these people to think I'm making fun of their products. You know, like I genuinely uh, think about Bill Burr. Good. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible's offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. So just go to audibletrial.com forward slash swishflickcast. It's exactly like our Twitter name and like our Instagram name, so it's super easy for you guys to remember. Or our website! Website! So you can go on to audibletrial.com forward slash swishflickcast and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title for free, and start listening. It's really that easy. So again, just head on over to audible.com slash swishflickcast to get started. Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. You can also get all seven of the Harry Potter books, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, narrated by our own Eddie Redman, Quidditch Through the Ages, narrated by Andrew Lincoln, a.k.a. Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes! Coral! <laughs> um... <laughs> History of Magic, which is narrated by that girl from Game of Thrones, <laughs> Natalie Dormer. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> and a behind-the-scenes audiobook of Crimes of Grindelwald, narrated by our own Dan Fogler. So, I listen to the Harry Potter books on Audible on my long drives to and from work almost every single day. So when you sign up, again, you get one audiobook for free. You can pick whatever book you'd like, including any of the Harry Potter books that I listed uh, before this. So, last time... Download your free audiobook. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash swishflickcast. Good job. That was much better than last time. (laughs) Okay. And on to the yellow. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, kids are on the train. 
Ron's annoyed at Pig, as per usual, and covers his cage with his dress robes. <sighs> Poor thing. Yeah, to muffle his yeah. hooting. The poor little thing. But I guess that's like how birds go to sleep, right? So it really, is. like, he was just yeah. making him take a nap. True. Just- oh. My grandma had a bird she rescued, and his name was Peachy, and she put a sheet over his cage at night. That's so cute. Guys, I have to admit something. I really hate birds. It's okay. I don't like monkeys. I don't like them. Yeah, I don't like monkeys either. (gasps) What? I know. I'm sorry. But continue. I think that I could like Hedwig. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Owls are different. Owls are different. They're cool. Well, they're but, like, birds. So... Yeah, but they're not. They are kind of freaky. Have you ever seen an owl like in the wild? Like, yeah, they're you? huge. Yeah, they're enormous. Yeah. They're huge. It freaked, it freaked me out. I was going to work one morning. I was like, "There's two owls in my tree," they which just, never ever happens. They I know don't look it's real. so rare. I saw Who one when I worked at Disney in Frontierland. It was just sitting on the perch while I was pushing a stroller around to like put it away, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's right there." Yep. I saw one at Disney, too. That's funny. Yup. They just want to have fun. God. Yeah, I know, He just right? wanted to ride Splash Mountain, I mean. Yeah, birds. They want to have fun. I think they also mice. don't care if you're naked. Mickey Mouse. Oh, True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Ron starts to speculate about what could possibly be... be- be, 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 be happening <laughs> at Hogwarts this year because Meg, I'm reading. Quit clicking away from the window. I'm sorry. So Hermione shushes him though because she can hear Malfoy in the hallway. So here's our boy. Father actually considered sending me to Durmstrang rather than Hogwarts, you know. He knows he the headmaster, have. you see. Well, you know his opinion of Dumbledore. The man's such a mudblood lover. And Durmstrang doesn't admit that sort of riffraff. But Mother doesn't like the idea of me going to school so far away. Father says Durmstrang takes a far more sensible line than Hogwarts about the dark arts. Durmstrang students actually learn them, not just the defense rubbish we do. Really, he wanted to go to pig farts, but whatever. <laughs> so... <laughs> So Herm shuts the door to block him out, saying she wishes he had gone to Durmstrang because then they wouldn't have to put up with him. True, true. is true. Gotta say, though, there, shout out to Narcissa, because, like, I wonder if there was actually an underlying thing there that she really did want him to go to Hogwarts, because I oh, do sure. have a little bit of faith in Narcissa at times, so maybe there was more there than just him going far away. Yeah. I think she could have been... A completely different person had she not married yes. Lucius. I yeah, agree. I agree. Yeah. Um. So Harry is learning a lot about all these new schools, as we are. So he's like, Darmstrang, is that another wizarding school? And yes. This seems to be like a huge, obviously, this is a huge theme in this book. Mm-hmm. Because if you go back to the Quidditch World Cup, we also hear them talk about um, a handful of different schools. Well, we hear Bobaton for the mm-hmm. first time. And then we also see those witches from, like, the Salem Witches Institute. So, like, I know yeah. that that's different than a school. But, again, like, you're still seeing all these different cultures of witches, witches, witches and wizards, which is really cool. Yeah. Just witches. Just witches. Because <laughs> women are bomb. <laughs> I was going to say witches all get witch stitches, podcast. that's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Yeah, we are. So Hermione's like, yeah, it is. It has a horrible reputation, though. It puts a lot of emphasis on the dark arts. And Ron says he's thinks he's heard of it before, but where is it? Like, what country is it in? And Hermione has one of her moments where she's like, am I the only one who bothers to read anything? <laughs> and is like, well, nobody knows, do they? And Harry's like, why? So we start learning about how it's pretty traditional for schools to conceal themselves. Um, so there's, like, a rivalry between 
all of the mag- magical schools. So Durmstrang and Bobatons like to conceal so nobody can steal their secrets. Um, and Ron's like, come off it. Durmstrang has to be as big as Hogwarts. Like, how do you hide a great big castle? And Hermione's like, uh, well, Hogwarts is hidden. So, <laughs> and then, quote, everyone knows that. Well, everyone who's read Hogwarts the History anyway. And Ron so. says, just you then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then he's uh, like, well, go on. How do you hide a giant castle like Hogwarts? So this is where we learn Hogwarts is bewitched. So if a muggle were to look at it, all they would see is a moldering old ruin with a sign over the entrance saying, Danger! Do not enter. Unsafe. And, fun fact, in Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Spoiler alert, here it comes if you haven't seen it. But, you know. Um, when they all go to Hogwarts at the end, like the whole crew, Jacob is there as well. Nagini. Right? If you look at the shot of them all on the bridge before Newt goes to meet Dumbledore, Jacob's kind of looking around, like, kind of confused. So I wonder if he can't see it. If all he sees is this dilapidated building and is like, what are we doing here? Yes. I gotta say, I really hate that theory. I mean, I'm like, no offense to you. I I didn't come up with that. No, I know, I know. I just think that, like... I think that he's just kind of overwhelmed in general about all the information he's taking in, but, like, they're literally standing on the bridge in front of Hogwarts. I feel like he sees it. I don't know. It's a good... But... I I want him to, but I don't know. (laughs) You don't think he does, Tiffany? No. No. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Muggles, they don't notice nothing, do they? (laughs) They don't see nothing. Jacob's not just a normal muggle, though. No, but you know? he is a muggle. But, I mean, he but still is. still a muggle. Yeah, but if you think about it, like, Hermione's parents got into Diagon Alley. They could see all of that. They got past that it. That doesn't have but that's magical... But hidden in there. Once you're in there, it's not hidden. It's known for... But, like, I feel like he's, like, in Hogwarts grounds. You know what I mean? That's why I'm kind of, like... Maybe to him, they're just maybe in this giant like, ruin. Maybe if they were, like, off, like, on the other side of the lake or something, he could see it. I don't know. I'm just not convinced that he doesn't see it. Let me call my buddy Joe, and I'll settle this. Okay, let me know. All right. I'll let me know, Joe. Ooh, a new one. <laughs> Dear Joe, let me know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so Hermione is still speculating, and she says Durmstrang could maybe be similar, like Hogwarts, with some sort of, um, you know, they don't see the actual thing. Or maybe it has muggle repelling charms like the World Cup. Um, and she continues on, so to keep foreign wizards from finding it, they'll have made it unplottable. And Ron's like, excuse me, what? <laughs> Which, I don't know how he's never heard that before because he's, like, way more... He's Ron. But yeah, he's Ron, so whatever. <laughs> um, but as Hermione explains it, you can enchant a building so that it's impossible to plot on a map. So this is early foreshadowing for Grimald Place. Yeah. Which I had never thought yeah. of before. Yeah. So she speculates that Durmstrang must be somewhere far north because <clears throat> it has to be somewhere cold because part of their uniform is fur capes. No yeah. capes. No capes. I was going to say that, but I couldn't think of a good connection. <laughs> <laughs> just I just nope. watched the second movie. It was so cute. Me too. I we watched it again. It. It's so I good. It's on you need Netflix, to watch y'all. Go yeah. watch Incredibles too. So good. And then Ron. Ah, think of the possibilities, said Ron dreamily. <laughs> it would have been so easy to push Malfoy off a glacier and make it look like mm. an accident. Shame his mother <laughs> likes him. <laughs> Shame his mother likes him. I love that. He's just, he's so good in this book. I know. He's witty. His one-liners are killing me. I love it. All right. 
Alright. 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 So, as the train is heading north, the rain gets heavier and heavier. And it literally says in the book, the sky was so dark and the windows so steamy that the lanterns were lit by midday. <laughs> Woof, in my eyes. So I said, foreshadowing much? With how much darker this book gets, and some sadness as well, at the end, you know? And then I won't read what I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) I find this, that you said that, exceptionally interesting about um, the foreshadowing with how much darker. And I want you to look at my my notes for the next episode. That's crazy. So, a lot of their friends come to visit them in the afternoon. So, there's Seamus Finnegan, Dean Thomas, and Neville Longbottom. And I said it's a good way for Joe to kind of remind us who some of their fellow Gryffindors are, which she doesn't tell us more about the ladies. Excuse me, Joe. But whatever. So, she describes Neville as a forgetful boy who was raised by his grandmother. And then I was like, oh, look, I wonder if that's some more foreshadowing as well, because his parents... Um, who've basically had their brains scrambled by those pesky Death Eaters. And mm-hmm. we learn about who was involved with this at the end of this book. Um, yeah. Sadness, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also find it interesting, she really doesn't describe the other two boys. So she really just talks about Neville. He's the only yeah. important one. Oh, I like Seamus and Dean. I, love, I like Dean, I'm not really. Couple. Seamus bothers me. Yeah, I'm not well, a fan of Seamus, but I like Dean. They grow up. They're okay. He's hot. Dean yeah, is very hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout oh, out okay. to Alfie. <laughs> is he on the wall of hotness? Wall of hotness. He should be. <laughs> oh, was he? I don't know if he ever was, but he would be he now. Make it, he make he it would the be wall. now. Yeah. Guys, God, go let's watch. Let's recreate that. Go watch uh, Getting Away with Murder. How to Get Away with oh, Murder. Oh, yeah. Because, Thank mm. you. Getting Away with Murder. <laughs> Alfie Enoch. Yep. All right. So, <laughs> anyways, back to the book. So Seamus um, still has his magical rosette from the game, but now it's only squeaking Troy Mullet Moran, which I think is hysterical. Um, and soon Hermione grow bored of all the sports talk, so she starts practicing a summoning charm. A summoning charm, which I was like, "Ooh, this will also be important later," because then she tries to help yeah. Harry master it before his first task. So there are tons of foreshadowing in my mind in this section of the book, of the chapter. So Neville's, like, sad that he couldn't go to the game. He said his grandma didn't want to go, or his gran. Um, but, I mean, I don't think they could get tickets anyways. So then Ron shows him Crumb and tells them how they oh. got to see Crumb and all the players up close and personal in the top box. Katie scared me. He's <laughs> like, Crumb! Every time someone reads Crumb, Katie's automatically like, Crumb! I have to. This is what makes me... Like, when I joke about writing the book, Reasons Why I'm Fat, because when you say crumb, I immediately think of a cake. Oh, I think of cookies. <laughs> I think of muffins. <laughs> I think of I'm glad I'm not the only person that thinks of food. A glass yeah. muffin. Ouch. <laughs> it's a glass muffin. I think of cupcakes. Jawa's muffin. Blueberry. <gasps> Strawberry. Paper <laughs> mm-hmm. clip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, guys. Post the link to that video. Oh, my gosh. That video is hilarious. Then they can all be in on why we're insane. I'm sure there's people that know what it is, too. I'm sure there are. All right. So Malfoy then decides that he needs to butt in when he really shouldn't just butt out of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) So he responds. Yeah. Yeah. So see your way out. 
<laughs> so he responds with a snarky, for the first and last time in your life, Weasley. Ugh. So Malfoy and his overgrown child bodyguards <laughs> overhear the conversation from the open door that Seamus and Dean left open, the numbskulls. So then <laughs> Malfoy then has to comment on that thing. So he sees a sleeve of Ron's je- dress robes that are hanging from the owl's cage. Mm. And you can s- clearly see the moldy lace cuff. And so Ron tries to shove the robes away, but Malfoy is too quick because, you know, he's a seeker. And he pulls out the entire garment and then proceeds to make fun of it, saying it was fashionable in 1990-something, because he gets cut off. Um, so then Malfoy, like, is taunting him, asking him if he's going to enter, bring some glory to his family name, and if he wins, because um, there's money involved, he could buy some decent robes. So Ron's, like, annoyed, because he's like, I don't, what are you talking about? And Malfoy's, like, um, asks Harry, are you going to enter? Like, so he asks Ron again, and it makes me think of, like, you know when you're trying, like, having a conversation with someone and they don't get it, or they aren't listening or something, so you have to repeat yourself, so he's like, are you going to enter, is in my mind how he says it. <laughs> I like that a lot, actually. And so then he, like, guesses Harry will, because he never misses a chance to show off. So then Hermione's, like, over it, so she's like, okay, dude, either explain yourself or get out. Um, <laughs> so... I'm going to read from the book. And it says, A gleeful smile spread across Malfoy's pale face. Just punch him already. Punch him again. <laughs> That's not worth the book. <laughs> That's my own, my own edited version. <laughs> don't tell me you don't know, he said delightedly. You've got a father and brother at the ministry, and you don't even know? My God, my father told me about it ages ago. Heard it from Cornelius Fudge. But then, father's always associated with the top people at the ministry. Maybe your father's too junior to know about it, Weasley. Yes. They probably don't talk about important stuff in front of him. Junior! (laughs) (laughs) So basically, he's like laughing. So him and his little cronies leave. Um, And Ron is so fired up. Because he slams the compartment door shut with such force that the glass shatters. That's some moosel. Hulking out. Yeah. Yes. So um, Hermione repairs the door and Ron is so mad about Malfoy. And it like he's kind of not talking to himself, but kind of. And he's like, he says his dad could have gotten a promotion anytime. Um, but he likes where he's working. And Hermione tries to calm him down and tells him, like, don't let Malfoy get to him. And Ron, of course, is like, him, get to me, as if. That is such so then, a shared moment. <laughs> so then as he picks if. up the cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> he picks up one of the cauldron cakes that, like, Harry had bought for them earlier, and he smashes it into a pulp. And I said, it shows you how upset Ron is. He's willing to smash food and not eat it. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Ron should be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I mean, I could see it. Probably almost was, and then the hat's like, "Oh, you're gonna like help save the Wizarding World." Like, oh, okay, Gryffindor. <laughs> well, excuse we've, me. We've talked about um, how each of them are like their yeah. second house is like one of like you know Harry's yeah. is Slytherin, Hermione's is Ravenclaw. He's yeah. for sure Hufflepuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So Ron's bad mood casted a shadow like on the rest of their trip, so they didn't really talk much. Um, and when they arrived at the stop, they gathered all their stuff. Hermione shoved Crookshanks in her jacket. Um, Ron covered Pig again. 
because it was downpour when they got up there. It, it said the rain was so thick and fast, it was like buckets of ice water were being emptied on their heads repeatedly. No thanks. It's like <laughs> Cleveland today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was so rainy. And so then Harry sees Hagrid before they start on their way to Hogwarts, um, and he kind of like yells at him, hello. And Hagrid's like, um, I'll see you at the castle if we don't drown on our way there. <laughs> and I was like, that's, what a sad, like, like, what a, just a bad way to get, I mean, I guess it's going to be a yeah. bad year anyway, spoiler. At least it's going to end bad, but. They're all not that That's like a rough, that's a rough first bit of even, like, you don't even get to see a clear picture of Hogwarts, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, they get, they get, you know, it's just sad. So then Harry, Hermione, Ron, and Neville climb into one of the hundred horseless carriages, and they're very grateful that they don't have to ride in a boat in this weather. And I circled in my notes, um... Horseless. Yes. That's like lies. I mean, but look at these little tidbits. I love it. There's, I, love I feel like there's a lot in my little section. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, there was. There was. I loved it. Yeah. Things be crazy. They are. All right. Well, that is the end of that chapter. It was kind of short and sweet, a little segue chapter. Um, so let's go ahead and get into some lightning bolt round. <laughs> I like that. You're welcome. That's perfect because it's a very rainy episode and it's a rainy day out today. Tis. Yes. I'm asking people for questions. Yes. Send them to us. Someone... I, I asked on Instagram Ooh. too so we can have these for the next time we record too. Some of them. Oh, One good. person asks, um, do you think any characters were sorted wrongly? Like Percy could be in Ravenclaw, which I thought was a good question because we were yeah. just talking about yeah. Harry, Ron, and Hermione being in other houses. Uh, so what's another character we could figure out that we know well enough? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, if he asked the sorting hat, they'd be, he'd be like, nah, bro, I stand by what I said. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I have faith in the sorting hat. I feel like it's really difficult because, like, we could argue all day that some people have these traits and these traits, but, like, we don't really necessarily know what those people value. And that's mm -hmm. really what the sorting hat bases it off of. So, like, you know, Hermione, clearly she's book smart. She is very intelligent. She's wise. Um, clearly a good... What's the word I'm looking for? Contestant for Ravenclaw. Contender. <laughs> contender. There we go. She's clearly a good contender not for Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> but she values bravery, and that's why she was placed in Gryffindor. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I have hard with. I have a hard time with that question. I mean, and you have to think about how related the houses are in general. You know what I mean? Like, because you could probably take any one of the Gryffindors we know, and based on their loyalty, sort them into Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Everybody um, has a little bit of each house in them. It's just what what's they most value prominent. the most and what's most prominent. Yeah. Yeah, Who in Discord just stole that question out of my head? Oh, what? okay. So Jess in Discord says, would you have smashed your cauldron cake in, in, in edible pulp? What would you have done instead to vent your frustration? I was going to ask you, which food would you smash up if you were mad? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. First of so all... Food. Any food I would smash, I would still eat. It would Even not if be it was inedible. Birdie bots every flavor beans. Yeah, what's wrong with it? Because you could get vomit. I would th probably throw Ooh. birdie bots at Malfoy and then just leave them. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> if Pumpkin I smash, yes. whatever. 
I don't know if I would smash. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, when I've been angry. I wouldn't... I would probably just throw something. So maybe I'd throw the cauldron cake at the now newly repaired door. (laughs) Door, yeah. (laughs) It splats on the window and slowly slides down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Um, Would you enter the tournament? Nope. No. No. Yes. Oh, Gryffindor. Oh, Gryffindor. <laughs> I like oh, you know what? Competition. <laughs> I, I should say this. I probably would, but I, knowing I wouldn't get picked because, like, there's far better choices for me to get picked. I think I'd pick you any day Sarah, of the week, baby. you and Florence would totally just Tag take team. it down, man. Tag yeah. team the tournament. <laughs> so, did you guys see, and I don't know if I saw this or if this is canon or, or whatever, or if someone on Facebook put this, that um, they think that they chose, like, they didn't get when the when the cup chose the victors from the other places like Cedric and Crum and Fleur that they oh. didn't actually pick like the best people for, that entered. They picked the ones who they knew like that. Essentially saying that Barty Crouch Jr. had it rigged so oh. Harry would win no matter what. So they picked oh. players that aren't oh, going to do well. Because I was going to say I always kind of like thought Katie Bell probably should have been the Hogwarts champion. You know. Oh, maybe, yeah. Like, was it no Katie Bell or Angelina? It wasn't it was Katie Bell? Great, Angela. Angelina enters. Okay, yeah, that's Angelina. who I'm thinking. I was thinking. Yeah. I always thought that it should have been Angelina for um, Hogwarts. Sorry, yeah. like, oh, um, like Fleur doesn't finish anything really, does she? No. Well, she finishes the first task, yeah, uh, but gets last. You right. know, yeah. Just an interesting thought. Yeah, I w- I don't know about her. I don't know. I guess we really don't know because we don't know any of the other students at those schools. Yeah, crumb. I could see crumb. Um, <laughs> I can't. <stand. laughs> if, if you couldn't attend Hogwarts, what other wizarding school would you go to? I would. Um, I would want to go to Ilvermorny. Honestly, I, I mean, I would school. probably go to Ilvermorny, but I wouldn't mind going to Bobatons. Yeah, Hogwarts or nothing. <laughs> Hogwarts are bust. That's like I, I wouldn't. I couldn't go to the one in like Rio or wherever because. Mm. My hair can't handle all that humidity, and it's hot. Super humid. <laughs> Which one? Where is Wagadu? Is Africa. Japan, right? uh, no, Africa. Uga. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Africa. I just like that. I name. don't know. Probably Ilvermorny, because I can't yeah. speak another language. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Would you rather visit Durmstrang or Bobaton? Bobaton. Yeah, same. Although, I don't, I don't want the ice. Yes. Mm. I don't mind the ice, but there probably would be some decent-looking men. <laughs> True. I think there would be <laughs> however, some decent food. However, um, Bobaton is not us. supposed to be an all-girls school. That's a movieism. So, mm-hmm. like, you could Correct. also meet some nice French right. guys. Yeah, but, like, have you, I have forgot you about that. Here's the thing, though. Have you seen what the guy who what he looks like now? The guy that played Victor Crumb. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He is the wall of hotness. It's just <laughs> him. You know yeah, what I mean? He's, <laughs> he's very nice to look at. Yeah. Why didn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers? Oh, all right. <laughs> well, that would create crumbs. Oh, <laughs> my God. Get out. Speaking of crumbs. Are you choking, Tiffany? Okay, speaking of crumbs, would it be equally as traumatizing for you to smash a chocolate frog as it would be for to smash a real frog since they're charmed to act like a real frog? 
No, I think I would enjoy smashing a chocolate frog yeah, if I'm being No feelings attached. Yeah, yeah. It's not actually alive. Yeah. Well, like, that, that's kind of like how killing someone in The Sims, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Like a wall around them and making them starve. <laughs> I just didn't want him there anymore, and I don't think you can kick someone out once you ask them to move in. <laughs> he was always hanging around. He was old. He just needed to go. What else is he going to do? I don't know. Go get a job. <laughs> I have not so much a question, but I, Isaiah said like earlier that he kind of agrees with the notion of learning dark arts versus just defending oh, yeah. against it. I just want to know what you guys feel about that. I feel like it's a fine line. Like yeah. you need to be taught both. Maybe I think yeah. that, yeah, I think you would need to be taught both so that you can understand what you're defending against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'd like, it be like an advanced course. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that would definitely be seventh year stuff when you're actually learning it. Yeah. Well, yeah. like I like, I like with um, this one and Mad Eye, how he puts them under the imperious curse. Like, yes, because again, like that fine line, like you're not gonna necessarily, um, like, not what's the word I'm looking for? You you're wouldn't... gonna have to face it. You're gonna have to see it, not just. So you're gonna have to know how it actually is in practice, because like, right. there's one thing to be learning from a book, but actually doing it hands on and seeing it like that is completely different. Yes, yeah, you know? and I think that like, how would anybody know what it feels like to be put under the imperious curse and to know when you're supposed to fight like that? Yes, um, mm-hmm. unless you've you know been placed under it before in a safe environment. I mean, yeah, even though it's not moody, he is still teaching them well in this like you know in yeah. this year. He's still a good yeah. teacher, even as Barty Crouch Junior. Um, yeah. And he is still following orders from Dumbledore because Dumbledore and him did talk about teaching the kids this and he agrees that he wants them mm-hmm. to learn this. So even an yeah. evil maniac is a better defense teacher than Lockhart. <laughs> and oh. <laughs> well, like, and it's it's interesting too to see you forget the good not that you don't for, you you don't see good qualities in Harry, but like how gifted he truly is because a lot of times people just assume that he's just you know um it's it just comes easy to him that he yeah. was able to overpower the imperious curse like almost from jump mm-hmm, like yeah. he is a powerful wizard i think people forget that yeah. it's not just dumb luck right? yeah. yeah i think you're that's totally accurate um i like this question would you believe harry when he says he didn't put his name in the goblet of fire i would yeah i think as I a regular too. student Oh, is it really no. No. <laughs> yes. I'd be like, friend? oh that Harry yeah. Potter, he's looking for some more fame. Yeah. No, I probably wouldn't believe him. I'd I'd need I'd need him to work to prove it to me, but I don't really think he cares about me, so I don't think that would happen. Oh. <laughs> I would believe him. Innocent but like, until proven guilty. Oh, Tiffany, if he was your friend. Yeah. If he was my friend, I would believe him, yeah. Yeah. You gotta trust your friends. If you don't trust your friends, they're not your friends, right? True. Yeah. Um, if saying. you knew what was happening at Hogwarts and you had a child in the school, would you tell them about the tournament? I think we kind of. <clears throat> I would. On this, I would not. I'd I, be a surprise. Nope. Well, I, I would ruin I would. it for them because I would. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think I would be that mean mom that would be like, "Nah, I know something you don't," and then <laughs> I'm very good at not telling you. You know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah. "It's not my story to tell." Sorry, kid. Yeah, it's not my story to tell. Um, who would you cheer for in the tournament? I would cheer for Cedric and Harriet, honestly. 
Yeah. Any Hogwarts champion. I would who who more, though? Harry, Harry, Harry. Um, being a Hufflepuff, I'd have to back, my boy said. So. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I well, would probably just him. Harry. Partly because I don't want him to die because he's so young and I'd be worried about him. Yeah. I... Also, Crumb is not ugly, so I'd probably secretly cheer for him. A uh, young boy of 12. Crumb rhymes oh, with yum. He... <laughs> uh, what's the weirdest thing someone has tried to take in your car without asking you? Owls? What? Heavy trunks? <laughs> Who asked this? Beth. Uh, Beverly. Beth. Do you have a weird um, story them themselves the person <laughs> don't get in my car when i was little i found this enormous icicle that i wanted to keep and my aunt was like <laughs> awesome so she let me put it in her trunk and then we forgot about it and we went to go i went to like go check on it later and it melted and i said oh okay <laughs> so i put something weird in someone's car but i An did ask icicle. it was huge somebody send katie an icicle with dry ice <laughs> <laughs> Um, mm. who is our favorite Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher? Remus. Is it Quirrell, Lockhart, Remus, Moody, Umbridge, or Snape? Alright, go in Snape. order. Go in order? Yeah, who's first? Oh, order them? Whew. No, um, no, your favorite. Oh, Don't order them. That oh. would take forever. Remus. I mean, it really wouldn't. Well, let's... if you think of bad, like, bad to worst, yeah. or bad to good, it would be like Umbridge... Snape, um, Quirrell, or Lockhart, then Quirrell. I just don't like Snape. I guess you would put Lockhart before Snape. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say my favorite, all right? Umbridge. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, you know, Remus is number one, and then underneath him is Moody, because he's actually a decent teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Fake Moody. Fake Moody. And then Quirrell. I would actually put Snape after Moody. I agree. You think so? Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Yeah, he I probably... just think because he's mean. Well, yeah, he but is, I'm just thinking. Yeah, you're not a good not teacher, good. though. Yeah, I feel that yeah. on a personal level. Yeah. I'm awful. No, I'm just kidding. Can we just pick Remus and then Moody and then just scrap yeah, the you're rest? Yeah, you don't Blackheart just was not... He meant well-ish. Yeah, he just I mean, asked you know... them what his favorite color was. Get That's a information. Lilac. Lilac. Look, Tiffany remembers oh. it. Good information. I learned so much in that class. Yeah. <laughs> um, how would you react if your name was randomly pulled out of the goblet and you never wanted to enter? People die Ooh. in this tournament. You're underage. You're at a clear disadvantage. How would you feel if you were Harry? Terrified. I, yeah, I would feel sick. Like, barking. I would probably fall to the floor like a wet noodle, like, you know? <laughs> I'm going to compare the f- this feeling to how I felt waiting to meet Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, it was excitement, but also dread, because, like, it's a really weird feeling. I literally felt like I was going to throw up. Just, like, yeah. so much anxiety and so many nerves, like, all bundled inside you, and, like, you just can't relax. But you'd be excited if you got entered into the tournament not under your own volition? I mean, like, maybe after a while and it settled. And then, I think like, I would just want to die. And, like, especially if I was going down the path that Harry went down, like, I felt like I was preparing. I had a plan. I wouldn't be as nervous the closer I got to the task if I had Hermione as a friend and she was helping me with summoning charms and we had, like, a plan. You know what I mean? It would be a little bit better. 
especially like if you think about how this tournament played out and like again i don't know if this is necessarily how it happened every year but based on what we read it might have been stuff leaked to the kids who were in it all the time so they were always able to like prepare a little bit more than you would have originally thought that they were dude i'd be a mess yeah yeah i would be like harry though in the sense or like it would be hours before the tournament, and I'm just now, like, literally figuring it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be so anxious. Like, that's my one thing. Like, when I get crazy anxious, I just ignore it and hope it goes away, which is never the case. That's not how life works. Yeah. Um, and, like, that would be me. So, I would. it would be, like, you know, midnight the night before the test, and I'm like, okay, gotta practice myself. <laughs> <laughs> hope it works. Meg's just like, it'd be fine. And I'm like, No. I mean, as long as you have a good support system and they help you figure it out. But, like, yeah, I can't imagine being Harry before the second task. That would have been nerves galore, man. Yeah. Literally falling asleep and you have no idea what you're going to do. And then you think you're just going to show up and, like, stand there and be like, hey, don't know how to breathe underwater for an hour. Okay, bye. Shout out to Dobby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, we have two more questions and then we'll call it quits. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Um, what other person, Death Eater or not, could or should impersonate Moody instead of Crouch Jr.? Instead of who? Crouch. Botty Crouch. Junior. Thank you. Junior. Uh, I'm going to go with Lockhart because he wanted to get back into the school. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I think David Tennant would be a great choice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else could have done it as well as Crouch Jr. Like, he was just a really clever dude. Um, But I guess maybe, like, if you just go to the old faithful, maybe one of, maybe Bellatrix's husband, Rodolphus. Or Mm. Voldemort himself. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Wormtail. Ugh. Ugh. Hey, did you guys see, like... Why, God. like, if you think about it, why does he call him Wormtail as well? Did he tell him what his nickname was? Did Wormtail was... tell Voldemort? Okay, mm-hmm. I read a little bit about, uh, somebody, I think somebody was talking about it in the, in the Facebook group, and somebody said yeah. that they kind of assumed it was his way of, like, degrading him. Yeah. Which makes sense I mean, to me. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. Like, I'm like... gonna call you by your high school nickname, yeah. your piece of garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him doing that. Yeah, what what would people call you? Mine was O'Malley. <laughs> oh, so degrading. Call him a last name. <laughs> um, all right, last question. If you could design a tournament challenge, what would it be? Mm. The cinnamon challenge. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I was just talking about that the other day because my mom was convinced that my grandma did the cinnamon <laughs> challenge every morning. <laughs> And I had to, I was like, no, mom, that's no. And she's like, yeah, she eats cinnamon every day in her oatmeal. And I was like, that's not what I'm talking about. So I had to pull up a video and show her what the cinnamon challenge really was. And then she was like dying. We were out at a restaurant and she was like, yeah, she doesn't do that. I'm like, I know she doesn't do that. She puts cinnamon in her oatmeal. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Uh, Chug a gallon of milk and run a mile. No, you in can't under an hour. You will vomit. Yeah, you can't yeah, do it within well. an hour. Guess you're gonna puke. <laughs> and then <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> run. <laughs> if I no, had to come... Uh, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I'm I just thinking out loud. I think I that... Do... Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say, if they would probably have... Like, I would make them do a triathlon. 
Oh, yeah. that would be fun. Yeah. Like, because think of how many people can't do it. Because you gotta swim a certain amount, you gotta bike, you gotta run. That's endurance, man. What if you had the squid, like, nipping at you while you're swimming? Oh. Yeah. Suction cupping. That's kind of really scary. Um, so I have two. I would kind of, I think back to their final for Defense Against the Dark Arts with Lupin. I think something like that would be really cool, where it was kind of like an obstacle course of, uh, dark creatures that they had to get away from which is somewhat similar to the maze yeah um mm-hmm, but, yeah. but i don't think that it would be a maze it would just be like they have to you know go through levels to like defeat these creatures and then the other thing i think you know something that i would excel very well at would just be like i don't know harry potter trivia <laughs> Oh <laughs> I did think of like what if like you had to do like someone's hair and makeup like and had to be really good. Oh that's, all, that's what I would be really good at. Getting uh, a class of first graders to pay attention at the same time. <laughs> Designing stuff for Swish and Flick, Katie. That would be yours. You have an hour. Dude. You have an hour. To design this flower. Let's just now. say, get ready. Get ready. Yeah, we Katie's got some new. Been Killing it. Patron oh, launch you. stuff coming. I'm excited for everybody to see it. Yeah. We're it's ordering awesome. stuff tonight. Mm-hmm. Woo. Yeah. All, All right. right. Oh, Jinx, you want me Coke? Yes. Oh. I'll get you one on Friday. I feel like everybody that's of legal age to drink, or if you don't have to, if you don't want to, should listen to our episodes, and every time we say all right, should take a shot. Oh, or God. A sip, depending on the episode, you might die. Shot of milk. Shot of milk. But not the yeah. whole gallon, because you'll puke. You literally will. It's physically impossible to drink a gallon of milk in under an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. There you go. Shot, <laughs> shot, shot. <laughs> so this fan story comes from Christy Keen. That's a hey, cool name. Christy. Anybody oh. watched Powerpuff Girls? Their teacher was Miss Keen. Throwing it yeah. back. All right. So Christy <laughs> says, Hi, girls. And fellow Swishers, I'm guessing at age 56, I am much older than the average Swisher because I only started listening to book one in the series in February of, oh my god, 2018. (laughs) And it was because my 15-year-old grandson who thought if he got me interested in the books, maybe I would take him to Universal. Ah, he got you. The child knows me pretty well and his strategy worked perfectly because we are going the week after Thanksgiving, which means I think you guys already went, so please tell us how it went. I am happy to be a Hufflepuff. Woo-woo. And my Patronus is a stoat. Pottermore says it is a weasel-like animal, but with black on the tail, I wish I was something more glamorous. Oh, that sounds cute. It does sound cute. Yes. And weasels can be very vicious, so look out. Uh, oh my stoat God. sandwiches are delish. <laughs> Just ask Hagrid. Yeah. <laughs> I am not sure what my wand will be, because I really want to go to Ollivander's, where my wand will choose me, mm-hmm. but if that doesn't happen while we are there, I will figure it out on Pottermore. So Let us nice. know what it is. Yes. Yeah. Let us know. Oh my gosh, not that again. <laughs> so as the books and movies were coming out I was raising my family and being a good quote church lady I thought Harry Potter was evil and if my four growing kids read the books they would probably run away and join a satanic cult of course at the time I thought I was doing the right thing for my family but now I look back and I am and am so sad because we could have had so much fun experiencing the wonder and the joy that is the world of Harry together but that water that is water under the bridge now 
I wish I understood then what I understand now, because now I know that creativity comes in so many beautiful forms, and who am I to limit God by telling him that only books about certain things are okay? Amen. Yes! I missed out on so much beauty and joy because I thought everything had to fit into my silly little box, but thankfully God has shown me the beauty of creativity in JK's work and so many other things, too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was in Kansas over Valentine's Day earlier this year babysitting my 15-year-old grandson, Ethan, and his little 18-month-old sister, Ariel. Oh, cute. <laughs> While their parents had a little getaway, and Ethan kept saying he knew I would love Harry Potter, but being a huge Disney person, I kind of just snubbed the whole Harry idea. So he just turned on the audiobook to chapter one of the first book, and almost immediately I was very interested. I flew home a few days later, and before I left, I had my daughter download book two for me. I tried to pace myself and not go too quickly, but a few weeks later, I was down in the laundry room, sitting on the floor, sobbing as I listened to the end of book four. By this time, my family was all thinking this was the funniest thing. So by the end of March, I had finished the series and was feeling so let down and wanting wanting it not to end. That is when I started checking to see if there were any podcasts about Harry Potter, and I found several. I downloaded them all, but after listening to them, the one I thought I could relate to the most was Swish and Flick, so I deleted the rest. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I have listened to most of the podcasts now and have been through the series several times. I am blind, so I feel like watching the movies will be more difficult because some things are not the same as the books, and I will probably get very confused, but I also feel like I probably need to watch the movies because more of Universal is based on the movies. Mm-hmm. True. When we go to Nove- when we go in November, I'm afraid I will miss a lot because now that I have been through the books so many times, I want to know all the details about everything and my husband, daughter, and grandson aren't as up on everything Harry Potter like I am. Mm-hmm. They actually went to Universal a few years ago and I turned my nose up at nose up going on. Oh my god. No nose up ongoing because Thank you. I just liked Disney. And they didn't act <laughs> all that excited about it when they came back to our resort, but I think they just didn't think I would understand. I have asked them about riding the Hogwarts Express and going to Three Broomsticks and many other things, and they don't seem to remember much. Maybe someone put a memory charm on them or something? (laughs) (laughs) When I first started listening to the podcast, I was having a hard time telling your voices apart, but now I have them down, so if I run run into you somewhere, not likely because I live in Indiana, hey, don't discount that, I will know who you are, I will know who is who for sure. Hugs and love to each of you, and thanks for all the fun and laughs and hard work. P.S. Dear Joe, why did Hedwig have to die? I love her so much and honestly dream of a world where we used owls for communication. My grandson got me a Hedwig for my birthday, which was the least he could do after getting me hooked. Oh, that's so cute. I'm like, I don't know why I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's really... I just think you're so sweet, Christy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really great to, like, hear somebody open up about, like, what made them change their views in terms of, like, you know, not allowing their kids to read it and then coming around Uh. to the idea. I think that was really great. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thanks, And I love the hugs and love. Yes. Thank oh you for gosh. not deleting us and deleling everybody yeah. else. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just We're the best. <laughs> no, but thank you for All sharing right. your stories. And guys, as always, we are always accepting Potter stories, so just keep emailing them in at swishflickcast at gmail.com. Um, getting through them as we can. There's a lot of them, and we love it. So, yep. Yeah. All right. You can find us. Shot. <laughs> You can find us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. Also, make sure you head on over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel there. Um, we are going to vlog our adventure to New York, so you can look for uh, a new vlog on that coming 
soon after we get back from NYC. Um, you can also uh, join us on Patreon for exclusive access to The Felix Files, which is our bi-monthly bonus episodes, a chance to be a guest on The Felix Files, and you can also join our monthly Zoom hangouts, which are a lot of fun. Um, if that sounds fun to you, make sure that you go to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. You can choose your support level. Thank you to all of our current patrons. We appreciate it very much. Um, and lastly, make sure that you check out our website, swishflickcast.com, to get all the info on us compiled into one place along with all of our merchandise. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Tiff, do you want Shot. to plug anything? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty active on Twitter at tiffswish underscore flick. Um, I tweet about a bunch of stuff. Currently raising Alana, as I will be until the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Just getting ready for NYC. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Um, you can follow Katie and I on Main Street Nine and Three Quarters YouTube for our scotland england vlogs slowly trickling out i'm sorry that i'm not posting them weekly but it really actually makes me sad every time that i make one because that's like the last time i get to live that footage <laughs> so i feel like once i make that vlog it's kind of like you that know day's over that day's over and i'm not gonna go back to it for a while so um but there should be another one coming out this week cool and uh i'll plug our etsy page akio designs if you want some cool harry potter decor in your home or if you need a really soft scarf to keep you warm this winter or a lovely blanket made by my mother-in-law meg's mom um check it out because they're actually really really nice they are and i created a code for our listeners to give you guys 20 percent off on posters and the code is swisher so super easy to remember if you go to our etsy page use the code swisher you'll get 20 percent off all poster orders we can't discount the scarves and blankets because my mom's margin on those is not very much just so that you guys know she just makes them because she likes them but we just got to cover the cost of the yarn but all of the uh posters get 20 percent off i've said meg's mom's tales of knitting (laughs) (laughs) sarah is it my turn to talk about my non-existent life um you want to treat yourself (laughs) i did yeah i did um so i finished the book i was reading last time which was um like smoke it's in their eyes by caitlin doty it was very good um different than what i expected but and also an odd read because I'm reading about like pe- like the whole death and dying experience. And then I was like talking to my mom about it, and she's like, "Why are we having this conversation?" <laughs> I was like, "Do you want to be cremated? Do you want to be embalmed?" And she's just like, "Let's not." <laughs> yeah. Um, and now I'm reading a new book, but I don't want to say what it is yet until like I get into it, just in okay. case I don't. It doesn't actually, hook you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Because I'm struggling with that lately. The last couple of years, like I can't get into books. So I know, I'm the same yeah, I'm gonna, way. It's hard. That's my my goal this year is I want to read more. I only read two non Harry Potter books last year, and I'm trying to change that. Yeah. So I've read one book so far this year besides Harry Potter. <laughs> Woo! Way to go! Good yeah. job. Yeah. So that's it. That's my my fun, exciting life. Follow me on Instagram at O'Malley. O'Malley. How many H's? Three H's. <laughs> Katie was ready for that one. I'm (laughs) on it today. Tis all? Yep. Tis all. Okay, well, join us next week when we figure out what happened to Skaterades 1 through 6. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
Are they like the stitches? Snitches? Stitches, right? Stitch? <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, you're just killing it with these end liners lately. I wrote it on a post <laughs> Oh my god. Alright guys, that concludes Ooh. this week's episode. Nope, just kidding, Megan. I just wanted to give everybody a quick heads up that we are planning to record a handful of episodes while we're in New York. Yes. So, any patrons that want to follow along, we're going to be recording Thursday and Friday um, earlier in the day. So, be on the lookout for us posting links next week to join us on Discord for the episodes. You can put us in your ears while you're at work. Yeah. We might also do one, like, late at night, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. We might do, we might do uh, quite a few. So, that's also when our patron hangout for February is going to be. So, I'll remind everybody about that as well. Yeah, all you phoenixes. Yeah. Five o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Friday, the, what is that, the 23rd? Second? 22nd. 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 Is that really all this time? That is really all, I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. You wrecked my ending quote. I love you. She came (laughs) in like a wrecking ball. Oh my god. Uh, Silence. (laughs) That. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! Iggy, that's not a good idea. Yeah, dude, let's not do this. Iggy. Do it, Iggy. Do it. No, Iggy, don't. Yeah, do it, Iggy. Whatever it is. He's gonna Bite have it. good judgment. He's walking away slowly. Not really. He's turning slowly. Ignotus! Now I hope he bites you. He doesn't bite. He sneezes on you. Yeah, he'll sneeze. I'd rather him bite. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Can I just say I'm very excited that Leopard Print is back? (laughs) You laugh. I'm so excited. I already have things in parts where I'm like, I don't really need this much Leopard Print, but I really do. Things in parts. Because it looks great with the red lip. You look uh, good with the red lip. I know I do. Thanks. Oh my. So humble. Attention, dear swishers. Adventure is out there. Why settle for ordinary coffee? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, like, reading this when I'm usually, like, um, ad-libbing with my life. <clears throat> Alright, I'm gonna start over. Okay. Alright. Attention. <laughs> Not a word. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters, because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.